Hello my friends, how are you all doing? It's great to be with you again on this episode of the Unveiling the Scriptures podcast. My name is Samuel and once again I'll be your host on this episode of the Unveiling the Scriptures podcast. How have you been? I trust you're doing great. I trust that this month of December has been coming on well for you. Like I said in the last episode of this podcast, December is really a great month. Because apart from the fact that the year ends in December, December is also a really festive month. A month where we get to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ with family, with friends, with people we love. And we also get breaks from work. Well, maybe not everyone, but at least most people get breaks from work during the Christmas and New Year period. So I trust that the month of December has been going on well for you. And I also trust that you've been taking time out to study your Bible. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again on this podcast that this month of December is a good month to lay the foundation for how you want your 2024 to be. So don't wait for January 1st, 2024 before you start drawing a new year resolution. If you want to keep a strong relationship with God in the year 2024, why not start now? If you've not been consistent with your Bible study and you wish for that to change in 2024, start now. You can start now. So it will be great for us to keep participating and engaging with the community activities, to keep listening to this podcast and to keep our Bible study going. Please do your best to make sure that you don't allow this festive season to stop your Bible study. You don't allow the um, frenzy that's in the atmosphere and the hype around the Christmas period to make you stop your Bible study. Please make sure that you don't overheat and forget to study your Bible. Make sure that you keep your Bible study going. Make sure that you keep your work with God going because this is a very great time to take charge of the year 2024 even before it starts, to capture it, to pray, to seek God's face and to hear his voice through his word. Even from studying God's word, God can give you direction that will be useful for you in charting your way through the year 2024. I pray God helps you in Jesus' name. Straight into today's podcast, we'll be discussing a topic that is quite applicable to every one of us. It's called following God when it's not popular. And the subtopic under that will be the power of association. So in summary, we'll be looking at how to engage the power of association in order to follow God when it's not popular. And it's a very interesting topic. But before we get into this, let's say a short word of prayer to commit our hearts into the hands of God. And then we get into the rest of the podcast. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, because the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. Thank you for the insights that comes with your word. We pray that you open the eyes of every one of us listening to this podcast. And you cause your word to do us tremendous good. And we pray that you give us grace even to apply everything we learn from this podcast in our daily lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for staying up to this point in the podcast. I've mentioned that our topic for today is following God when it's not popular. And the micro topic or area of focus in this broad topic is the power of association. And we are going to use the case study of Daniel and his three friends, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were in the land of Babylon and they were able to follow God when it wasn't popular through the power of association. Now, the book of Daniel is a very interesting book because it started with a note that wasn't so pleasant. 
it started with how Daniel, his friends, and a lot of people in the land of Israel were taken as captives by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. So Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon raided Israel, took a lot of people captive, and they became exiles in the land of Babylon. So Daniel and his friends, who happened to be believers in God and followers of God, who happened to be God's children, were also taken along with a lot of people captive in the land of Babylon. And the story of Daniel and his three friends in Babylon is the story of us all. The reason is because Daniel and his three friends were in a strange land, a land where he wasn't popular to serve God, a land where they served other gods. They were in a land where it wasn't really necessary. Nobody would have even bothered if they chose not to serve the God that they have always served from the land of Israel. But Daniel and his friends chose to stand for God in that land. Although it might not have been an easy journey, but God helped them and they stood for God and God came through for them. This is the story of every one of us living in the world today. Because the Bible tells us that we are in the world but we are not of the world. Therefore, we are in a place where it might not be so popular sometimes to do the right thing. We are in a place where it might not be so popular to serve God. We are in a world where it might not be so popular sometimes to go to church. We are in a world where Christian morals, Christian values, things that are found from the scriptures are fast disappearing. So in some way, we are in a place where it might not be so popular to do the right thing, to follow God, to follow the principles of the Bible. But God expects us to stand tall and represent him in a world that doesn't want to know him. In a depraved generation, God wants our lights to continually shine for him. But how can we shun pressure from the world and stand for God irrespective of the persecution and difficulty that might come with it? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven it was jesus who made this statement and this was what the life of daniel and his three friends represented in the land of babylon although they were in a land that was filled with so much darkness and so much demonic and devilish practices so much worldly practices they chose to allow their lights to shine in that land and people saw their good works and they glorified God in heaven. But how did Daniel and his friends arrive at this result? And how can we also learn from their lives and shun pressure from the world and stand for God irrespective of the persecution and difficulty that might come with it? One tool which is very important in doing this is the power of association which we are talking about today. The power of association is a powerful force that helps us to keep our commitments to anything including our commitments to God. Daniel and his friends excelled in Babylon through the principle of association. In the beginning chapters of the book of Daniel, you will find that when you see the name of Daniel, not too far away from that you might see the name of his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They did things together. They decided even from the first chapter to stand for God together in that land and that helped them. One side of me might want to think that probably if it was only one of them that stood alone, stood independently without connecting with any other like-minded person in that land where it wasn't even popular to serve God, where there was no example to look at, where there was no temple, where there was no priest, there might have been a part of that person that would have been tired, that would have been discouraged at some point. We are human beings. We get tired 
we get discouraged from time to time. It is in those moments that we need others to bring out the hidden strength in us and keep us going. There are a lot of times when you feel like, there is no more strength in me, I'm totally weak, I'm totally exhausted. But it takes somebody who is around you, who is a like-minded person, who has the spirit of God to let you know that, my friend, you still have strength in you. And that person by the help of the Holy Spirit calls out the strength in you and you find yourself going on and on even when you thought you were tired and you didn't have any strength. Although we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we may not really last in our faith walk if we do not associate with other spirit-filled believers who will encourage us in the time of need. The work of a believer is an highly dependent journey, dependent on God and the shared power generated amidst believers. Don't be deceived to think that God wants you to only care about your relationship with Him and after your relationship with Him, that's all. No, He wants you to care about your relationship with Him and your relationship with other believers, your relationship with people around you. Because many times, the way God will get what He wants to get to you is through the people that surround you. Do you want to study your Bible? Then it's simple. Have friends who have an habit, who have a culture, or even a desire to study their Bibles too. This is the essence of the Unveiling the Scriptures community. We are coming together as a community to say we are making the decision. We have the desire and we are making decisions to study our Bibles. And God has been helping those of us who have been participating in the community. It has really been helpful for a lot of us, including myself speaking today. Do you want to improve your prayer life? Do you want to upgrade your relationship with God? And it's very simple. Have friends, have people around you, people that surround you who also want to improve their relationship with God or who take their relationship with God seriously. You can't have friends who don't take their relationship with God seriously around you and those are all of your friends, those are all of the people that surround you and you claim that you are trying to be serious with God. Check yourself well, you might just be deceiving yourself. Your association should include godly friends and a Christian community, a local church in fact. Many people are already berating the idea of going to church these days. They feel like, oh, it's not necessary, I can pray to God myself, I can have a relationship with God myself. Why do I need to associate with other people? But it's clearly written in the Bible, saying to us that we should not forsake the assembly, the gathering of the brethren. Even when Jesus, the Son of God, was on earth, he had an association. And it might interest you to know that Jesus used to attend the synagogue. That's an olden day variant. Of going to church. Jesus had friends, Jesus had disciples, Jesus had people he could depend upon, Jesus had people that could encourage him, Jesus had people that he could share his pains with. If you check the Gospels, you will find that there were times when Jesus actually shared his pains with his disciples. There were times when Jesus actually shared things that bothered him with his disciples. Moving closer to the point of the crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples that he was really weary. He told them, and he told them, can you please come around and pray with me? So if Jesus, our Lord and Savior, will exemplify and demonstrate this principle of association for us with his own life, why do you think that you will not need a godly association? Why do you think that godly friends are just something that we say in church to make ourselves feel good? Why do you think that it's not necessary to go to church? You need to surround yourself with godly people if you're going to stand for God in this depraved generation. The power of association was demonstrated in the book of Daniel in several instances and I will cite those instances for us. One of the instances is in Daniel chapter 1, the very first chapter of the book of Daniel. 
Daniel and his friends had just been taken as exiles from Israel to Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar wanted to select men from people who had been taken from exile to be enrolled in his service in Babylon, to become part of his wise men, to be taught the culture, the principles of Babylon, and to be at his service. And a lot of people were enrolled. Daniel and his three friends were also enrolled. And they were being given stuff to eat. But Daniel in his heart knew that they were not supposed to eat food like that because they were most likely food that was offered to idols. So it just didn't sit right with him. There was nobody to monitor him. There was nobody to say, oh, what you're doing is not good. But the Bible says that Daniel refused to defile himself of the king's meat. And after Daniel made that decision, he consulted with his three friends who also made the same decision. And they decided to speak with the people that was placed in charge over them to tell that person that, look, we're not going to defile ourselves with the food you're offering to us. Just give us vegetables and water and that will be our food. And the Bible says that the person that was set over Daniel and his friends tested them with vegetables and water and he found that they were looking healthier and fresher than every other person. This shows us how powerful the power of association can be. Daniel made that choice but he didn't do it alone. He made the choice not to defile himself but in practicalizing it, he practicalized it with his friends who had also made that decision. Imagine if Daniel did not have anybody that made that decision with him. It might have been a bit difficult to go on at some point. Another instance where the power of association was demonstrated in the book of Daniel is in Daniel chapter 2. In Daniel chapter 2, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream that troubled him so much and he needed somebody to interpret that dream. The Bible tells us that Daniel and his friends got together and they prayed for God to reveal that dream to them. The reason why they were praying for God to reveal that dream to them was because the king wanted to be sure that whoever was interpreting that dream to him knew what they were saying. So the king did not tell anybody that dream. He said if nobody told him the dream that he had and interpreted that same dream to him, all the wise men of Babylon, which included Daniel and his three friends, would be killed. Nobody in the land of Babylon could tell the king his dream, not to talk of interpreting it to the king. So when Daniel heard this and he knew the verdict that was coming to them because nobody could tell the king his dream, Daniel gathers his friends together. And I'll read his conversation with the king's commander. Let me read to us from Daniel chapter 2 from verse 14 to 19. You can just listen as I read. When Ariok, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Ariok then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went into the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse 19, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. This is what Daniel did. He engaged the power of his association to pray and to plead for mercy from God so that the dream of Nebuchadnezzar will be told to them and the interpretation will also be revealed to them. And Daniel and his friends prayed together. I want to ask you a critical question today. Do you have friends who can pray with you? 
or you only have friends who can talk about the state of the nation, politics, talk about social media, the trends that are ongoing, or talk about oh, how to pass this exam, how to progress in our career. Do you actually have friends who can study the Bible with you? Do you have friends who can tell you the word of the Lord? Do you have friends who can pray and be your prayer partner and intercede for you over a particular matter? Or you just have friends that don't even care about God at all? You will definitely need that friend in some point in your life. You will need someone who will be able to pray with you. Do you know that it's not every time you'll be able to pray for yourself alone? At some point in your life, you might feel really overwhelmed that I actually need someone who will pray for me, who will pray with me in this season. This is why God has set us in the community of the church. To find our godly connect, to find our godly network, so that we can have people who will stand with us when it gets difficult. Another instance in the book of Daniel, when the power of association was displayed to follow God in hard times, in difficult situations, was in Daniel chapter 3. This was when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused jointly to worship Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. In the beginning of Daniel chapter 3, the Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar set up an image, an image which he made himself but he just regarded it as a god. And then he made a large ceremony out of the making of this image and he told people to gather together, he called all his officials, he called everybody, virtually everybody in the land of Babylon. And he said to everyone that this is the way things will go. You will hear the sound of different kind of instruments, you will hear music and when you hear this music then bow down and worship this god, bow down and worship this image that I have made and then that was what people followed because the words of a king in those days were very, very weighty. But Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who came from a land of Israel, knew that God had already said to them in his commandments that you will not bow before any other God apart from me, your God. And although it was a difficult situation, they chose not to bow. And when they chose not to bow, it was told to the king that these three men, these three exiles, it must have been really insulting to the king. Because people who were top officials in Babylon were bowing to that image only to hear that three exiles from the land of Israel were not bowing to that image which Nebuchadnezzar had called a god. So Nebuchadnezzar called them and told them, why are you not bowing to my god? And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego told Nebuchadnezzar of their convictions and spoke very confidently and boldly to him. One thing makes me to think that if they had not been together, if they had not agreed together, maybe if it was only one person, the person might have crumbled at the feet of Nebuchadnezzar and felt like because Nebuchadnezzar called them and challenged them and said listen this is your last chance go and bow to my God now but they told Nebuchadnezzar no we will not bow and when they took that stand together this is what the power of association does when they took that stand together Nebuchadnezzar ordered that they will be thrown into the fire and burnt up because of their decision to serve God and not bow to his God and I'll read what happened from Daniel chapter 3 and 24 to 27 after Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had been thrown into the fire and when they stood together because of their strong association which was able to stand against Nebuchadnezzar and his false god. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was there a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of the fire on them. How wonderful! So when three guys stood together with God and said, No, we will not bow to the system of Babylon. We will not bow to a false God. We have only one God and only Him we serve. God also came and backed them up. And this is what we find in the book of Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 to 20, where Jesus said to his disciples, he said, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So this is another verse in the scripture that shows us how powerful our association is. Where we gather with two or more people and we say, let us pray, let us seek God's face, let us agree on this thing. God is there with us. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego gathered together in God's name, agreed over a matter in God's name. And even when they were thrown into the fire, God went into that fire with them and he ensured that that fire did not have any effect over them. Sometimes. It is possible that in life we go through fires, we go through challenges, we go through waters, we go through things that would seem like they would overwhelm us. But in those situations, your association is very important because it helps you to stand and to come out of that situation and people will look at you just like Shudrak, Meshach and Abednego and find that even though you went through that situation, you don't look like that situation at all. Your association is very powerful. Who are your friends, may I ask you? Who are the people? That talk to you the most? Who are the people you chat to on social media the most? Who are the people who you get into romantic relationships with? Who are the people who you are seeking to marry? Who are the people that you set around you as your closest friends? Are they people who can love you unconditionally? Are they people who can encourage you in time of need? Are they people who can pray with you? Are they people who can remind you of your commitments to God? Are they people who respect your commitments? Are they people who respect your religious convictions? Or are they people who try to discourage you and say, oh, this God thing you're doing is too much? If those are the kind of people you have around you, then you can trust that your work with God will not go so far. Check your association and where you want to be. As I round up this podcast, this is the assignment I'm giving you today, that you check your association and where you want to be. If they do not align, if where you want to be does not align with the kind of association you have currently, then make necessary adjustments quickly. For there is a high chance that you will find yourself where your association is going. Yes, whether you like it or not. It might be like a dream, it might be like a trance, but it is of necessity that you will most likely find yourself where your association is going. So. Pick the association that is going to where you want to be. May the Lord help us. I want us to round this podcast up with prayer. And even as we end the year 2023, take a very detailed inventory of your association. And trust God to help you to filter your association even to the right ones. To know who to work with and who not to work with. From the Bible, we see that some people who were destroyed in the Bible, it was because they worked with the wrong association. The Bible tells us that evil communication corrupts good manners. I want us to pray and ask the Lord that will help us to always work with the right associations in all we do. That you, O God, you will help us to move with the right people at all times. 
that every satanic association around us that God will dissolve them away. Everyone that is around us that is not supposed to be around us that God will take such associations away. That even as we enter into the year 2024, I want you to pray this prayer that who you should not meet, you will not miss them at all. And who you should not miss, you will not miss them at all. God will cause you to meet the people that you should meet and he will cause you to be far away from the people that will draw you away from him. That God will help you to also be a friend indeed, a friend that will draw others to God. A PowerPoint in the circle of your friends. Somebody that God will use even to draw other people closer to him. In the name of Jesus, can we pray that God will lead us to the right people that will draw us closer to him. For people who are even feeling lonely, who are feeling like, oh, I don't have any friends, let's pray that God will lead you and attract people to you that will be a blessing to your destiny and that will lead you to where God wants you to be and that when they come around you, you will not reject them. When they come around you, you will not fight with them. When they come around you, you will not run away from them. In the name of Jesus. Let's also pray for associations that the enemy will not be able to sow the seed of discord, even in our families, including our families, our biological families, our families in the church, our families everywhere, our friends, our close associations, who God has set around us. The enemy will not be able to separate us. The enemy will not be able to sow the seed of discord amidst us. For people who are married, for people who are in relationships, for people who are trusting God for the bone of their bone and the flesh of their flesh, that God will help us and keep all of us together. That the enemy will not be able to separate you from your God-ordained spouse. In the name of Jesus, our associations are secured by the power and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for staying till this point in the podcast. I do appreciate you. I trust that God will lead you to your right associations that pertain to your destiny, that will lead you to your place of destiny. God will lead you to them and that if you found them, the enemy will not be able to separate you. And that the people that will draw you away from God and from your God-ordained purpose, God will make you to be far away from them. And even if they come around you, God will give you the grace to run away from them. In the name of Jesus. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, enjoy the rest of the month, and keep staying around godly people. God bless you, and bye.